with the number one pick goes to the ex-clubber. With the number one pick goes to the ex-smoker. With the number one pick goes to the ex-fornicator. With the number one pick goes to the ex-Buddhist. With the number one pick goes to the ex-Muslim. With the number one pick goes out to the ex-strung out. With the number one pick goes out to the ex-homosexual. With the number one pick goes to the ex I don't know what to believe. Represent these testimonies of coming into our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Represent to many, represent to some, represent to all, represent to a few. If there's only one, we present to you draft day. Be blessed. Hello, family, and welcome back to the Draft Day Show, hosted by yours truly, Johnny J. Jr. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breakers, and Overcast. Also, via my website at draftdayministries.com, you can get exclusive content on all episodes and blog updates. This is episode 9, season 2, where we have titled it, Words from My Leader Extend. God bless you. We thank God for you today. Amen. Amen. That tune up ain't on the inside right now. Amen. We don't look like what we've been through. Amen. 
God has a way of preserving us, keeping us, and bringing us out better than we went in. If we let him, amen. That's the potter's wheel, Sister Jefferson. Amen. If we stay on the potter's wheel and let God do what he wants to do with us, come on. How many know he'll, he'll, he'll finish the work, he'll complete it, and he'll make us vessels of honor, and vessels of gold, and vessels of silver. Amen. But he got to do the work on the wheels. How many know we're still on the wheel? I don't think we get out the wheel until we get out of here. I, I know some folks think they, they do with the wheel. Amen. But I, I don't think we get off the wheel until we get out of here. Because God is yet making us and molding us and shaping us. Amen. The Apostle Paul, like what he said over in Philippians 3, said, not as I've already attained. I've already been made perfect. But this one thing I do. Yes, said, forgetting the things that are behind me. And looking to the things that are before me. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So how many know Elder Williams said the word to me that morning? He said, you really got to press in this day and time. The old saints had it right. So you got to stay in the press if you want to be saved. A lot of people that have gotten out of the press. Amen. They've fallen by the way where the Bible backs it up. It says in the last day it will be a great falling away from the faith. Amen. People would depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And we talked about a little bit on the prayer line yesterday. We certainly enjoyed our brothers on yesterday. Amen. Sharing with us. Y'all enjoy. Amen. Praise God. Blessed by the prayer line and, and the prayer that were prayed and, and the testimony that Brother John John gave and, and the exhortation of Brother amen. Jefferson, Deacon Jefferson, and Amen, and also the preach message of Deacon Jefferson. He exhorted and preached. Right. It looked like we got a preaching deacon on our hands, yeah. like Stephen. Yeah. Amen, like like Philip. Philip started out, Amen, one of the seven, but. Amen. Later on, he was Philip Evangelist. Amen. Thank God for Minister Ball prayed such a heartfelt prayer on yesterday. And I left that prayer line on fire, excited. It's all right to get another refreshing, isn't it? The Lord dropped a switch in my spirit yesterday. I didn't share it, but uh, y'all know what it is. It's Acts 3 and 19, one of my favorite scriptures. He says, repent and be converted. That your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Now, how many know the refreshing comes from God? See, I can't, I can't refresh you because I'm busy trying to get refreshed myself. That's when I said when people come to the altar, listen, you better know how to tap in. Amen. Because sometimes the preacher needs to be filled again. I ain't got time to lay hands on you. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get all I can get. Because listen, we faced with all kind of challenges now. We faced with all kind of problems and, and foolishness and, and all of that. Yes, even in the church. And, and we're going to have to stay full of the Spirit. We're going to have to stay full of the Holy Ghost. When you're dealing with church, you're dealing with family, you're dealing with neighbors, you're dealing with people in general. Come on, you need to be full. Because if you don't stay full, 
Amen. Something else gonna come forth. Flesh gonna come forth. Huh? I mean, no flesh. Flesh wanna be on the throne anyway. Thank you, Jesus. So, so it, it depends on who we're controlled by. It, it, it depends on who we we full of. Are we full of the spirit? Or are we full of flesh? Oh, flesh will show up and show out too. I was to tell you always like God. God will show up and show out. I don't know flesh. <laughs> flesh will show up and show enough show out. I'm gonna put show enough on. Show enough show out. Glory to God. Yes, sir. But the Bible tells us to walk in the spirit. Yes. And we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that's where I want to live, Deacon John. I want to live the Bible to live in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Be led by the spirit. Be controlled by the spirit. Amen. Amen. Because I don't want my living to be in vain. Thank you, Jesus. It makes no sense to me to to be laws out of the church. That don't make no kind of sense. To be laws out of the church. To sit up under sound doctrine and sound teaching. And, and, and got witnesses and examples of people that are living right and living holy and holding on. And then we sit here and be laws and miss it. But the saints had that right to be said if I if I die and my soul be lost, ain't nobody fault but mine. Come on, how many know you can't blame mom? Can't blame dad? Can't blame husband? Can't blame wife? Can't blame children? But you got to say, it's me. It's me, Lord. If I miss it, it's, it's on me. We're so grateful to the Lord today. and Just thank God for what he's done for us. Amen. We just felt it. And I, I feel like it's still, there's a word that came to me yesterday in my spirit, it's still a time of refreshing. I believe what we've just come through is just beginning. How many of y'all feel like that? Because God got so much in store for us. There's a work to be done. There's a race to be won. There are sinners, amen, to, that we're to bring in and bring them to the foot of the cross. We got people in our in our families that need to be saved. And, and if we love God, we don't want to we don't want to see nobody die and go to hell. Nobody, not even your worst enemy, because hell is a terrible place. It's a terrible place, and some people still teaching that there's no hell. Well, a few years ago at the, at the funeral up there. Amen. All those people in there, he telling folk ain't no hell. Trying to appease people. Trying to make folk like you. How you gonna come against what Jesus said? Jesus talked about hell. He talked about it more than anybody. Where the fire is not quenched, where the worm died not. Hallelujah. Amen. He even gave parables about it. Talked about a rich man that went there, that fared sumptuously every day. Yes. Amen. And a beggar that was laid at his door, amen, with sores, designed to crumb to be to fell from his table. Yes. And it said, Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sword. The dog had more compassion on him than the rich man. Yes. He just designed to crumb. Yes. At least the dog 
would come and medicate his sores. But I believe Lazarus, the reason he was laid at this rich man's gate, because even though Lazarus was sick and full of sores, amen, evidently he had his relationship right with God. So it doesn't make any difference if you're poor and don't have nothing, amen, you still go to heaven. You look at some of these folks, amen, amen, there's something wrong with you if you ain't wealthy. You know, if you ain't driving two or three brand new cars and living, come on, there's something wrong. If you're struggling a little bit. All of us been through some struggle. Amen. Some people, some people still going through. I believe God is a blessing. And God will supply our needs. But a lot of times our struggles is because of us. And sometimes God has to teach us a lesson. Can I get in a witness? And sometimes he won't deliver us. I've been there. He won't deliver us. I'm not talking about what I saw. I'm talking about where I've been. And he will not deliver us right away. He'll let us soak in it a while until we learn the lesson. And you can read over in Hebrews 12. He said, I chase of them that I love and I store every son that will come to me. He said, if you endure chastening, then I'll deal with you as sons again. In other words, the promise is still good. But you got to learn the lesson. So a lot of the suffering, a lot of stuff we go through sometimes. Come on, I know I got some witnesses in here. We created ourselves. We created the monster ourselves. We can't blame the devil. Come on. We ain't brother judge them. We put everything on the devil. Amen. The devil is anything like that. Wasn't me. Amen. Oh, it's stuff that we did. Yes, sir. And when we know we messed up, come on, how do you know the next best thing is to repent? Yes. And to say, I'm sorry. Yes. I messed up. I got it wrong. Yes, sir. Amen. Because that's the only way we're going to get to victory. Thank you, Jesus. That's the only way we're going to get to victory. Amen. Amen. But I believe Lazarus was laid at his gate for his last witness. Because Lazarus had his business fixed. Yes. Amen? Because the Bible said that, 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 that the rich man died. That Lazarus died and the angels came and got him. And took him to Abraham's bosom. Which was at that time, before Jesus had died, was a compartment in hell. Where the righteous went. When the righteous died, before Jesus came on the scene, the, the, the righteous went to a, a certain compartment in hell. One of the names it was called Abraham's bosom. Amen. And the wicked went directly into hell and put a fire into the flame to be tormented. The Bible said a rich man died and lifted his eyes in hell. And he looked and saw Lazarus was fall. Y'all know the story? Saw him in Abraham bosom. Saw him in the place, the holding place. You know, how many know if you've ever been in jail, you know you got what you call a holding seat. I've been in it. Man, nobody know but you. Yes, sir. Amen. But come on, if they, they mess around and sentence you, find your guilt and sentence you, come on. Uh, yes. You're going in the real place next time. Uh, huh? Yes. Amen. Where well, you're going to suffer a little punishment. That's right. And don't go to the big house, they say. Amen. But hell had a compartment in it where the righteous went. And he saw Lazarus fall off. And he said, Father Abraham, send Lazarus. That he may touch the tip of his finger in water. 
just a tip. He don't have to bring me a dimple full. He don't have to call it the dimple's old, old choppy cat word. Some of y'all young folks don't know about that. <laughs> Amen. Everybody drink at the dimple. No, no, you a chop cat, pick cat, and nobody bring you no extra cup. Folk that would get the snuff, all of them, they walk at it. Come on, they pass on as my else, they walk at it, come on. That's right. Amen. Because we're hot out there, you are, you didn't care who, you want some water. When the water boy came, listen, you didn't care who you <laughs> You just wanted some water. So he says, he says to Abraham, he says, and listen, listen, women in the world, you know, we I know we can get a little particular now. But brother, men, when we were in the world, come on, we know we passed the bottle around. Yeah, everybody drink at the same bar. Come on. We try to get high. We try to get drunk. <laughs> then he get back to that. Sinning that he may dip the tip of his finger in. hate to interrupt this message i pray that you've been enjoying it so far but just want to take this time out to give a thanks and a shout out to the people who have listened or liked or commented or whatever part you played in all the content that i've shared through the website or through social media uh it really means a lot uh you know i pray and hope that i'm really reaching somebody edifying somebody blessing somebody so i just want to take this brief moment to give a huge thank you thank you thank you to all those who have uh, been tremendous in the back and of behind me and giving me their support and willing to, you know, testify or give their testimonies or, you know, just give their, you know, ultimately their support and their prayers. And we pray that we continue to give you content that will edify the church and draw souls into the kingdom. Bless you. I know God has more for us. Oh, yeah. I know we got to work with yeah. The Bible says we're workers together with you. But we're certainly living in a critical time now. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. People are so confused now. And there's so many different teachings and doctrines. That's flying out there. And you know, we are tremendously blessed to know the truth. Did you know that? I think about that a lot, you know. We're blessed to, to know the truth. And anybody can know the truth. They just got to have a, a sincere heart and a desire to want to know it. God has revealed himself through his son. He, he's revealed to us. Nothing is hid from us anymore. I, how do they say this? I, they say the Old Testament is the New Testament revealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament concealed, or, or either vice versa. Mm -hmm. Old Testament, New Testament concealed, New Testament, Old Testament revealed. Mm -hmm. So the New Testament was concealed and revealed in the Old. It wasn't in the fullness, but there were pictures of it. There were pictures of this, this coming Savior. And the salvation that he would bring. Amen. The prophets talked about it. From Moses to Samuel. 
And all of the prophets talked about the coming of the Lord. Isaiah and all of them. That he would come and, and save us from our sins. And deliver us. Amen. And if, if you want to be saved, if you, if you want to know the truth, we can know it now. Nothing is hid anymore. That's why Paul, when he preached at Mars Hill, he told those people that, that were, had all those statues of all these different gods. And then they, 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 covered, they, 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 they wanted to cover every god. So they, they erected a statue to their unknown god to make sure they covered every one. And Paul said, let me, let, me, let me talk to you about this unknown one. <laughs> I love Paul. Paul knew how to do it, did Paul said, this God that made the heavens and the earth. Yes. Amen. So he, he wasn't created by man's hand. He don't, he don't need anything from us. Amen. He said, in him we live and move and have our beings. And he said, there was a time when God winked on the foolishness of men. But now he ain't winking no more. He commanded men everywhere to repent. And to be holy. Amen. He ain't winking no more. So let me know we don't have an excuse anymore. The Bible said we will know the truth. The truth will make us free. We can know it now. But it's sad that everybody don't know the truth. And there's so many false doctrines that's this. Almost every day, some new false doctrine coming on the scene. And people, I believe people will follow folks, you know, if they're taught anything. Because, I mean, you know, we got some, we got some folk teaching. You know, a few years ago, we saw on the internet the naked church. <laughs> Never forget about that one. When you go to church, you have to put no clothes on. I thought when we got to that, that, that was, you know, we can slow it all now. But they got some whoppers out there, though. It's, it's some, I'm telling you. We saw snake hammers. You know, quote Mark 16. You <laughs> take up serpents. That's right. Like one guy bit and died. <laughs> I don't know what they say there. But it's all kind of doctrine. Amen. But we got we got to know the truth. Look at Colossians three, right quick. We just gonna read a few verses of this, depending on how fast we we, we we can get through it. Amen. This this is a beautiful chapter of just just plain, holy, sanctified, practical teaching that we need, and that's one of the things we're missing in this day and time. Did you know that? You know what's popular now? Titles. Gifts. The same thing that Paul dealt with the Corinthian church about. They was caught up in all of the gifts. The nine gifts of the spirit. And everybody now wants to prophesy. Come on. Everybody want to be a prophet. Apostle. It's the title thing. And you know what? This morning I was thinking about this word people use about haters. Haters, and God gave me a revelation of that word because we don't use that. You don't, you don't, you don't ever really hear a saint that's Holy Ghost filled. Yeah. Saint, thank God, Holy Ghost filled. 
stated. Now, the Bible already told us, Jesus already told us that we're going to be hated of all men for his name's sake. Yeah, yeah. So we already know that. But let me tell you, let me show you what people really mean when they say haters. Yeah. Usually when people, when you hear people preach, especially preachers, or anybody for that reason, talk about my haters. Don't worry about your haters. You know what they're talking about? They're talking about they, they've got some kind of advantage uh, on a natural level. They've either got some kind of promotion or a title. They've been promoted some kind of way or it's some kind of material blessing. And then they say, oh, don't worry about your haters. Amen. You, you never hear them say nothing about my haters hate me because I'm living holy. You never hear them say I got haters because I'm seeking God with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind. You never hear them say I got haters because I'm walking in the spirit. But, but, but those are the people that really got haters if you want to use the word. I don't even like to use the term. Because people have messed up, they're taking a turn, and they use it because they got some kind of advantage, some kind of position, some kind of promotion, something on a material level, and they think people are jealous of them. Did y'all know that? That's, that's why they use the term I got haters. Don't worry about your haters, child. You know what? When you say the sanctified field the Holy Ghost, we don't worry about no haters. Because we know we're going to have the Bible said, so woe unto you and all men speak well to you. We know we got folk that don't like us. And they don't like us because we drive in Mercedes. They don't like us because we live out in, in uh, uh, what's the name of the place? In there? River Trace or uh, some of these, you know, mansions or whatever. They don't like us. They don't like us because we stay with holiness. We stay with holiness. We stay with righteousness. We stay with loving your enemy. Doing good to them despite we use you. We stay with, with unforgiving. You got, to, you got to forgive people. Yes, sir. If you want to be forgiven. We stay with that. We stay, amen, with the principles and, and, and the doctrine of the Bible. You got to walk right. You got to talk right. You got to live right. You got to look right. You got to act right. We stay with that. That's why people don't like us. They want to bring everything in now. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing prohibited now. You can look any way you want to look wild like a market. Do anything you want to do. If they ain't got something to know that they talking about, well, you know, I don't care how much out people you, you hear people say that. I don't care what folks think about me. You ought to, if you saved and you sanctified, you ought to care what people think about you. You ought to be concerned about because you're representing God. Yes. Paul, Paul said, listen, to me to fear my brother, I'm waiting. That's love. Now, how come you ain't got enough love? You say to take out deal with the Holy Ghost. How come you ain't got enough love to let some carnal things go? Huh? If it offends somebody. You know why? Because there's selfishness. There's selfishness there. 
you know, I don't, I don't care what folk think. I'm going to do what I want to do. Death within itself, if you listen to yourself talk, that ain't God. You don't even belong to yourself. You, your, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're bought with a praise. I would be crazy to stand up here and say, I'm, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care what y'all think. Now, I'm going to tell you what. You shouldn't care what people think when you know you're living it like you're supposed to. And you know you're following the word. Now, that's when you don't supposed to care about what people think. When you're living holy, when you're living righteous, when you're walking up right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, it was the ninth episode of the Draft Day Show. And I have one more episode coming in season two before we launch out into season three. I kind of launched this one because I kind of wanted to be a, a carryover and a holdover leading into what we're about to do in season three. And then uh, episode 10 is going to kind of, uh, you know, cap that off about what you're going to be able to hear and experience. And so we're gathering some research and some information. We're going to uh, tackle some things, some things that have crept into the church, some hidden agendas, some false doctrines, some false religions, because we want people to be free. We're clearly in the end times, and now it's time to unleash everything that the enemy is doing and to truly edify the body of Christ. So I thank you again for listening to this, and be on the lookout for episode 10, because we're going to just basically go through a list and a couple of things and some of the false doctrines and religions, and we're going to just kind of give a brief history of it. And uh, going into season three, we're going to begin uh, exposing the truth and, you know, bringing people in into the kingdom and showing them why this Bible is legit, showing them why they can trust on Jesus Christ. And we'll continue to have people to, you know, share their testimony. So we're excited and we look forward to bringing you these future uh, episodes and we pray that you continue to enjoy. Bless you.